Hey, what's up, man? It's your boy Russ Casson. I'm chilling with the homie Peter here on Podstalgic. Just dropped my new song, Twisted, and we out here just having fun, man. Let's go. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? All right, welcome, guys. Uh, welcome to Podstalgic, the YouTube channel. Um, first interview on the channel. Uh, for those that don't know, I got a podcast uh, on the audio podcast. You can check it out on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, I guess now. Uh, but you've know, been doing that for eight years, covering mainly movies, some television. And for those that followed that account, you guys know that I did a lot of different interviews uh, from all walks of life uh, in, in pop culture. So I thought I would transition and expand the channel uh, to YouTube. And uh, with the first interview, I got Russ Casson. Uh, so hey. hopefully I pronounced that correct. Correct. That. Yeah, no, uh, sounds correctly. good, Russ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, coming from the Bay Area originally, how you doing, Russ? Hey, doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. I want to give a shout out to to my my lady friend uh, Kelly, who actually shared your song in oh, in wow. this. Um, yeah, we got a we got a little group of uh, uh some some schoolmates all the way back from middle school, and we're we're just sharing like uh basically like tiktok videos of like you know things that 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 remind us from the yesteryears and music oh, okay. and she shared your song i was like oh this oh. is dope and and hey, uh, i'll throw myself under the bus here i said hot take better than the og hey. And, hey, yes. they, dude they gave me some shit for it and, and you know crazy. yeah to each their own um i i love i love an updated sound you know hey, so um you know, we'll, we'll get into your life and stuff like that, but but Twisted is is your newest uh, hit. Let, let's just talk about Twisted a little bit, uh, yeah, and and um, why that song, and uh, just a little, and, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, um, Twisted man, to get started on Twisted. Um, yeah, I just dropped it. I dropped it on December first, and um, man, I'm just uh, I just really love R and B, especially '90s R and B. Um, what inspired me to make this song was. I was actually building up my TikTok and uh, I'm doing a lot of challenges called If I Had a Verse On. And so uh, I was redoing a lot of 90s uh, R&B songs and it was Twisted that popped off. Like that one like took off and everyone was, t everyone was telling me like, where can I get the song? I love your version, what can I get the song? And so I had to make remake the beat from scratch, produce it myself um, and then wrote the entire song i used bits and parts of the original um in my version just so it's not um taken just so it's kind of nostalgic and at the same time people know the lyrics but it's just like a new twist on the original and um then i moved to la i just moved to la and so this was my first song that i was dropping while i'm i just relocated so um yeah and ever since then everyone's been loving it and i'm still i'm super excited for everyone to hear it yeah i know for for real like like i said you know like i i know it's a hot take i'm not trying to get the uh, any like special attention by saying something like that you know clearly other people were kind of in, in the in the same boat right they heard this like yo where, where can i get more of this or or, or whatever um yeah. you know like when i heard that like like that song and going down a rabbit hole of Russ like Casson songs, mm -hmm. you know, like you uh, inspired me to like you know what I've been wanting to do this channel. 
this is like the perfect time to, if this guy says, yes, I'm going to do it. And, nice. and so, so, you know, we had that pre-talk right before we started recording. I said, oh, man, I, I reached out to somebody, give me a new logo. Uh, I'm going to start up the channel and, and start interviewing people like outside of just movies. But, um, yeah, man, uh, your, your version of Twisted, uh, it, it's got that that uh, the spirit, right, of the Keith Sweat original. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to say, like, you know, I don't like the original because it's, it's definitely the OG. It's a classic for a reason, oh, you sure. know, um, but but I, I just like you breathing some new life into it. Yeah. yeah so, so I really dig that. So you did answer one of the questions that I had about um, pr producing. Going through a lot of, like, uh, your songs, there's productions from a lot of other uh, producers as well. Uh, yeah. When when or how do you decide if you want to recreate this uh, or, or just produce a song yourself versus reaching out to somebody else? Gotcha. Um, well, you know, like when I first started my journey, um, my music career, I was producing everything from scratch myself. And then um, I wanted to try to focus more on being the artist versus like trying to do everything all at once because it, it takes more time that way. Um, and then I had some, I had success doing that, but at the same time, there was always this feeling of like a producer's never really um, hitting, hitting the mark on that specific sound that I want. And so I went back to, um, you know, just creating music for myself, like what I like to do, the sound that I like hearing, like my specific sound is like R&B mixed with uh, a hint of West Coast, a little bit of like, Dr. Dre influences. I, I gotta have like that that G funk sound, but mixed with R and B, and then um, and and then a sprinkle of hyphy because you know I'm from the Bay Area, you know. And then um, it, ever since I've been doing that, going back to just my um, the fundamentals, pretty much my fundamentals, I've been getting a lot of um, like people have been really liking my stuff again. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, okay, so if people are people are really digging this style, which is my original style, but I'm just going to stick with this. And so that's how I kind of decide, decided when to stop getting production from other people, even though I still have a lot of homies do, who send me beats or dope, better producers than me. I'm just in that point of my career where I'm not really chasing um, like that, that, that current sound. I'm more chasing, I'm not even chasing, I'm more just putting music that I want to hear. Like I want to hear I want to be the change that I want to hear in the music industry. Like going back to that uh, original um, R&B vibe, you know what I mean? Because R&B today is just like super toxic. Um, everyone's just trying to like take any, everyone's girl or like, you know, just there's no emotions anymore. There's no real like uh, trial. Sensitivity. Yeah, you know what I mean? No sensitivity. And that's just how I'm uh, trying to bring back my sound into this crazy world man <laughs> yeah, yeah no I, I i hear you like uh i recently watched this uh movie called weird it's, it's about the weird uh weird al yankovic and um, oh, okay. yeah so i learned something in that film that uh that, that apparently exists it's called the um is it the Yankovic bump or something like that i kind of forgot what they call it but they called it the, the bump so basically anytime weird al like does a song like uh for example riding dirty he did chameleonaire's uh -huh. riding dirty and 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 uh chameleonaire got a bump like in sales and stuff like that when, when that song uh -huh. white nerdy came out or like anytime weird al did like madonna or michael jackson all of them got bumps in the in sales for their own music because people wow. are like oh yeah you know let me go back and listen to that old one so uh -huh. going back and going through your discography and i'm like 
Yo, he did uh, Southside by Lloyd. So I went back and listened yeah. to Lloyd, you know. Um, oh, that's dope, man. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, he got that nice and slow. I went back and listened to some Usher. So like all these guys were right. getting little bumps from me from listening dope. to your music. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I love I, it. So, I, I'm glad that happens because, you know, I'm uh, rent- or innovating on top of what they already created. I'm not trying to steal shine from, from them, you know, like I'm just paying an ode to just like hip hop. Hip hop is all about remixing, coming, paying homage to whoever came before us and giving it our our own twist, our own flavor on top. And so uh, definitely I'm, I'm glad that every when you heard my stuff, it made you want to go back to the original. And we all that way that way we all went. So that, that's pretty dope. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like growing up, um, I'm a little bit older than you. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to put your age out there just in case. Yes, you don't, you, you don't, you don't want it out there. I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm like almost a, a lot older. And, and and this man's like repurposing like all these 90s music that I grew up listening as a kid. And so uh, we'll, we'll yeah, definitely yeah, get into those. Time, it's aging. Yeah. Like now, aging nothing but a number, man. I mean, no, that's true. I mean, hey, I, I heard that Aaliyah song that, that you did, too. <laughs> See, hey, so, you I, I told you, man, I went through a, a, a rabbit hole. Like I, I told you I was going to send you the, that link that one day dude i just started going through like all your albums and your singles and stuff so i just completely oh. forgot i was just listening to your music uh today i spent most of the day watching your videos because oh, i was like man, man this, this, this got videos too <laughs> those videos so, actually i was you know the funny thing about mention about the videos is like uh, i used to be uh in, on a label and i created the label i, I recently left the label mm. um in 2020 there's some stuff still going on. But anyways, I was trying to take the videos down. I can't even take them down anymore. So all those videos that you've seen are old. I'm actually like not even like trying to push any of those songs anymore because they just don't represent who I am anymore. Oh, no. Right? It was a lot of uh, like immature things, you know, and that's probably part of my journey as an artist was I was chasing, chasing the dragon, you know, like I, okay. I had songs that were on the radio. I did all that. And I was always trying to chase that hit again. And then now in this part of my life, like I'm not even trying to do all that. And, and it sucks because, you know, I built a lot, I uh, built a fan base around that type of music, you know, like club music and um, street music. And, but it just doesn't um, align with me anymore, you know? And it just sucks that people are, some people are like, hey, I saw your, your video of like this year. I'm like, oh, it's like, to me, it's like kind of cringy. I'm like, no. <laughs> But, you know, nowadays, uh, I'm just anything that's like 20, 2020 and up, then it's cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. That shows like maturation in, in, in yourself and also as a recording artist. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of where I'm from. Like, I, I I think that's a fun ass video. Like I, my yeah, wife was, yeah. uh, she she saw me watching your video because she she's seen that I just shared your your clip and stuff, nice. and so so she knows that I've been on this Russ uh, rabbit hole. And she was like, "Where are they from?" I go, "Well, I know he's from Frisco and and kind of grew up in the Bay." And she was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I came from uh, San Jose. I'm from San Jose, California. Okay. Uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, the whole Bay Area, we call it the San Francisco Bay Area. But my hometown is San Jose. Uh, I grew up uh, also in the East Bay, so like Fremont, Hayward, Newark. Uh, I'm not sure if you know too much of that, but it kind of south of Oakland, a little bit south of Oakland. Okay, so, uh, I, I spent very little time in Stockton because my my, okay. my mom lived there for a little bit, uh, like Stockton, Modesto, uh, that that kind of area, Lodi. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. So I'm familiar-ish. I, I I got I got some uh, step siblings uh, still kind of mm-hmm. in the area, nickel and dimes, you know. So. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. 
you know, kind of familiar. And and um, I'm a big Blazers fan and, you know, Lillard from Oakland. So I got a friend in Oakland, actually. So shout out to Mariano, you know, who's the oh, nice, co-host nice. of Podstalgic, the movie reviews. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, hey, what's your ethnicity, by the way, bro? I, I'm a Laos. Oh, Laos you're Laos? Laos? Okay. Yeah. I, can, I was looking at your last name. I was like, okay, he's probably Laos or Cambodian or... Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I showed um my coworker who's Laos over. Uh, I was like, "Hey, check out this uh this new song, Twisted." He's like, "That guy Filipino." I go, "Can you tell?" Like, just, just, just look yeah, it right. Anyway, I mean, yeah. we we're all Southeast Asian, man. We all look the yeah. same. Bro. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I saw the beard of yours. I was like, "Let me try to," because I've been trying to. Um, I, I didn't shave during November. And oh, yeah. seeing your beard, I was like, let's see how much further I can go, man. I've been working on this. It looks like I've been working on it for like 20 years, you know. Like, hey, hey, no, man. I, I just mine just grew in maybe like 2017, bro. And I just never, oh, okay. yeah, okay, okay, okay. I, I was gonna say, I thought you were I gonna tell me like, you know, a few, few months ago, like, man, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> mine was mine used to look like yours, you know what I mean, okay. but. It grew in all of a sudden. Okay. All right. Lucky <laughs> you. Yeah. And, and again, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you too. So I'm just like, man, I can never grow a beard. So, so <laughs> let's learn a little bit more about you, man. Let's, let's go back early. Now you, um, you, you were born in San Francisco and then grew up in San Jose. No, I was uh, born and raised in San Jose. Um, okay. I was okay. never, really, so, I was never from San Francisco. Yeah. Just, just the Bay area. Yeah, I don't know where I got Frisco, man. I, I tried doing some Googling, you know, so. It says uh, um, I'm from the, from the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. Got it. Got it. A lot of words there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, now, uh, again, I, I kind of mentioned like you were like literally a baby in the 90s. Where did that, um, the, the musical, um, I guess, uh, inspiration or where did that love for the 90s music come from? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, just being uh, raised through the 90s, it was just part, it was on the radio my uh, my older my older sister listened to Aaliyah a lot um my uncle listened to Tevin Campbell a lot of like uh and Keith Sweat he put me on Keith Sweat is actually my one of my favorite R&B artists him and R. Kelly are like my major influences um and yeah man and I used to sing I used to sing um you know karaoke with my family and we had um parties all the time and we would always sing like the same song so it would be like 90s r&b stuff um and then it moved to like backstreet boys and NSYNC, you know during the boy band phase mm-hmm. and so that's pretty much where i started listening to um like 90s and 2000s r&b songs oh sure yeah i mean it, it sounds like we had a very similar um you know upbringing if you want to say that except for uh you know i i got the uh the the, the shower voice right or the 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 uh, car karaoke type of voice you know so um you know I, uh, growing up my, my dad is a singer he sang for a local uh laotian band they would perform oh, really? at, like, yeah weddings and, and new year parties and stuff like that so i kind of grew up around the music my dad plays the guitar nice. um i used to write a lot of rap lyrics back in the day i had a nice. few songs i recorded you know uh yeah. freestyle with the best of them but you know uh I, I i felt like i was a pretty pretty decent writer at the least yeah. you know, i had friends that rapped uh, yes. But I was always around the music and always around karaoke. And we, I, I've shared the story many a times, but me and my boys, we would call ourselves Asian Sync. Asian Sync. And karaoke, you know, so, 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 uh, yeah, it s- sounds like the same type of music, like um, same thing, R. Kelly, uh, uh, Immature, you know, immature, lo- lo- oh, yeah. love me some Immature, um, uh, Silk, Jodeci, all of those. Oh, so it sounds favorite. like the same type of things. Yeah. And Leo definitely gone way too soon, man. 2001, yeah. rest in peace. Um, so did, did you do like talent shows and stuff growing up as well? Uh, yeah. When did you, so, 
when did you know that you were able to sing? Actually, so um, when I was a kid, we would do karaoke, and then I started writing my own songs. Wow, actually, that's a, a memory unlock. I started writing my own songs to instrumentals, and then recording them on the uh, cassette player. And then me and my cousin started uh, a boy band when we were in like sixth grade. And what then uh, we were. <laughs> It was hella dumb, man. We were called 711 plus one because we were 11 years old. My cousin was seven and my other cousin was 13. It was so dumb. But anyway, yeah, it makes sense when you're a kid, right? So anyways, we did that. And then freshman year is when I actually started pursuing um, singing. Um, I started a, a group, like an acapella group um, freshman year, and we would sing like interlude kai uh dnh things you know like it was popping at that time yeah um this was like early 2000s mid 2000s and so people were doing the ukulele people were doing guitar at school and we were called so fresh and so um i was like one of the lead singers doing that and we would do like shy if i ever uh fall low yeah yeah if i you know and um we did that and then we did, we sang at a couple cotillions and, um, and then I started rapping and, and producing. So then, um, I guess now I, I was, I was, I mean, I used to be a rapper for a while and then I was always singing the hooks cause I always loved just like, um, R and B song or rap songs with R and B hooks on them. Kind of like Nate Dogg, you know, like how Nate Dogg does it for like, um, like the dog pound, Dr. Dre stuff. And Dr. Dre was like my huge influence for production wise. And um, yeah. And then after that, just st- stuck with it, man. I start, I bought my first mic at uh, 14 years old, like my first real studio mic. And I just never stopped ever since then, ever since 14, man. Yeah, I, I remember being um, around that same age, uh, seventh, eighth grade is when I actually started kind of doing the same thing as you, you know, writing to instrumentals, going to Tower Records and buying CDs with the, yeah. with, the with the single plus the instrumental. Yeah, so, you exactly. know, you were winning if you found one, right? Yeah, and, um, yeah. I think one of the first songs that I was able to get a, an instrumental for on CD was uh, 112's uh, Cupid. Uh, and it came, yeah yeah it, because it, it just had that 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 good percussion with the snaps and i was oh, like okay yeah. I, you little, know I, I, drop a little teardrop yeah, <laughs> yeah you know so i mean I, I was like i was like this, this could work you know so um i had i had like a uh that 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 you know that that the soft um rap like the smoothing you know the voice to uh, I, I pretty much call it like lovey-dovey rap you know is was kind of what i was into uh, around yeah. that time but you you mentioned rapping and singing. Like mm-hmm. if I had a voice like yours, I felt like I would just you know just sing for fun all day, just record myself singing all these covers. Uh, how, how do you decide? Or it sounds like you decided uh, singing over rapping. But how did you yeah. make that decision? You know what's crazy was that I made the decision to sing over rap because I guess like my voice is a little higher, you know. And it's crazy, bro. Like I used to hate my voice because I used to always try to be the tough guy when I was a young kid. You know what I mean? Like. And then, but I always had like this high voice. And so I would always make these fucking like street songs, you know, like everyone, you're, you're a teenager and you're trying to be macho and you're, you know, like immature and you're just making these fucking stupid songs. And um, it was, I decided to like, I actually was singing and my old manager at the time, cause we, 
long story, we got we got signed with an independent label, and he was like, "Hey, Russ, like you can sing really good. Why don't you just sing instead? And like, don't rap anymore." I was like, "No, but I love rapping." He's like, "Just sing your raps." I was like, "Oh, okay." So then I did that, and then everything just changed for me. Like, I guess uh, it just everything started blowing up. And so then I was just like, man, and I started loving, then I, I grew to love my voice. And so now I use, it's weird because my insecurity became my strength. You know what I mean? Like mm. I used to hate my voice, but now my voice is so unique that I love it. It makes me stand out as far as like other singers and stuff. Well, absolutely. It, it's, um, you know, I, I love that. And I have a similar story too with like with podcasting. You know, when I first started, in 2014 i was mm-hmm. at, at that point I, I i've never been a fan of my voice and that's the other thing too like i wrote a lot of raps and stuff and i recorded but it's nothing i really put out there because i didn't think i have i had a good voice yeah and it wasn't until i got into podcasting started interviewing and this actress from the 80s who who i adore uh she was just like you know, this was off mic she was like you know you, you have a great voice and you know she just really talked me up like oh well thank you you know that that meant a lot to me and ever yeah. since then i just like forget it you know like you know this actress says i have a great voice i have a great voice you know yeah. so yeah i but, but i love that yeah your, your uh your insecurity became the strength that's uh, i feel that for sure um yeah. yeah and also like i do like the fact that it's high like um like my two favorite uh artists that sing is bruno mars and the weekend you oh, know dumb. and yeah I love and they have a, yeah and i and they have higher voices right like yeah. um but yeah like uh the weekend's cover of uh dirty diana is i think one of his best songs just because oh, i yeah, think yeah. he does it justice and um so so like when you did like uh lloyd Southside, i was like yes this it complimented because i was getting yeah. some lloyd vibes early yeah. on when i when i first started listening to some of your songs i was like man this reminds me a lot of the dream also yeah, yeah. A lot of people say like my voice sounds like the weekend, um, the dream, uh, Lloyd, fucking yeah. uh, <laughs> Jeremiah. You know, like it's kind yeah. of like. A, oh yeah, I love Jeremiah. I mean, I mean, those are all in great company too, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, so that's awesome. So yeah, when you hear things like that, like you, you can. Like uh, I would imagine, you can only be proud and be like, "Hell yeah, man! We'll put up more music than if people yeah, yeah. people put like, me up yeah, there with these artists." Album, you know, like those yeah. are like my freaking inspiration. Like inspiration from them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah. I'm like if, I can, if I can be compared to them, I'm like, dude, I, I'll take that for sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, anytime. Uh, there, there's that expression like uh, every day, all day, uh, twice on Sunday, or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I didn't get to hear any stories. Like, did you actually do any talent shows at all, or is that something you kind of stayed away from? Because um, again, you you bought a mic at 14. That that sounds yeah. like freshman year to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's crazy. I did do a couple. Now that I remember, I did do a couple talent shows. Um, a lot of showcases. In high school, and then when I when I moved to uh, from San Jose to Newark, which is kind of by uh, it's like thirty miles north, um, I had to establish myself a new kid at school, and um, I would like I always wanted to be an artist, like it was one of my dreams. So I would always just force myself to do it, and I got a lot of love from that. And yeah, it's crazy, like. I, I did do some talent shows and now that like, cause I totally forgot. And uh, for a long time, like I was always shy, like super shy. Um, 
but I just always loved making music. And every time I put it out there, people would always tell me like, dude, you got to do more. Like you got to put yourself out there more. And um, yeah. And then I started doing more shows as I started making more music. So yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I wish I had to know how, like in terms of manage, managing artists and whatnot, man, but I, I feel like, like you're, you're you're right there for someone to take, man, and and like you you your your sound, your your music and stuff, like it's stuff that yeah should be on the radio right now, you know, like uh, yeah, you, yeah, everyone needs. I mean, like it it says a lot when like I'm I'm not I, I still don't get TikTok, like I have a TikTok from from my Cobra Kai account, but like I don't know what to do, you know, like yeah. I'm like I'll throw it, man, I'm I'm almost forty, so like I'm still trying to figure things out, you know. Oh, yeah, but no, when, that's all but, good. But, like, but but you throw a twisted out there, you know, and it blows up like like it, it's all right there for 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 you to blow up, man. It's just kind of it's, it's a matter of time, really. Um, Thank you. Now, in uh, growing up, all right, the uh, my Filipino friends like it, there, there's a lot of like oh nurses and and, and what have yes. you. Uh, how how uh, what kind of supportive unit did you have uh, at home growing up? Yeah, you know, at home, um, I'm from a, uh, I grew up with a single mom, so I never knew my dad growing up. It was just my mom, uh, my older sister, me, and my younger sister. So, um, two, so two women. Sisters. You, you were the man of the house. I was the man of the house, and my mom was always working, so then I would stay with, like, my cousin's house, at my cousin's house. And so, my aunt and my uncle became really my, my father and mother figure for me. They introduced me to music. They listened to all kinds of music, um, you know. And so, and we grew up in poverty too. Like my my immediate family, we grew up poor. And so, um, you know, I always uh, wanted to take care of my family. And so, as soon as I graduated high school, I went straight to college. You know, just because I thought that was the thing to do to take care of my family to get to get them out of poverty. And at the time, I was working at a hotel. Uh, at, right right in high school, or like right after high school, I was working at a hotel. And, um, like one of my managers there was like, Oh, why don't you get, get a degree in hospitality? I was like, Oh, okay. I never knew what that was. So then I loved tourism and hospitality at the time and, uh, got my degree. I went to San Jose state, um, got my hospitality tourism degree, got the job, you know, did, uh, did all that. Right. Like you would think that would be the dream, but you know what? At the end of the day, I hated it. I was so unhappy. You know, like I, I was the first in my family to go to school, make my mom proud. But at, the, at the end of the day, all I wanted to do was make music and make myself happy. And so it's crazy. I quit my job. Boom. I quit my job. I was like, man, fuck this. I want to be an artist. And then uh, it's been fucking history ever since then, man. So uh, I got some backlash from my mom. She's like, what are you doing? You're crazy. But, you know, I explained to her, like, you know, like, this is my life. I, I want to. I want to be happy and she's been supportive ever since then. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, um, you know, I get, you still got that degree to kind of fall back on. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. I, I think that's a pretty good trajectory because you still have something it's um, you know, you hear a lot of like really great stories of like, well, you know, I pursued my dream out of school and, and, and here I am, yeah. but, but, you know, there's not a whole lot of discussions. It's like, you know that that's great, right? But like, I don't want to be that Debbie Downer. And be like, well, what what if, what if your trajectory stalls for some time? You know, because yeah. it's a struggle out there. I'd imagine. Oh yeah. Like, sure. what are you going to do in the meantime? And it sounds like you have something you could do in the meantime. Yeah. So so so, what do you do when you're not writing music? 
Um, man, right now I'm I'm actually just a full time recording artist. I've been blessed with um, the means to support myself musically, you know, and um, I just do like all kinds of things, you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I saw you were uh, involved in a Filipino parade, right, earlier this year? Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, one of my friends who's uh, a DJ and he runs, he's like the head of, um, it's called Mix Global. And so they're like a huge Filipino platform that um, promotes like Filipino artists, Filipino actors and actresses, entertainment, Filipino entertainment. And um, I built up a relationship with him. And when he was, when there was a parade in San Francisco, he put me on the same float with like huge artists from the Philippines, like with millions of followers. And it was just a really good look brand for, for my brand. And so um, shout out DJ Marlino, man. Thank you so much, man, for messing with me. And yeah, man, just um, I'm really into spirituality too. And so having faith that everything's going to work out has always worked out for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for yes. sure. Um, so after after college, you got your degree. Wh what did you do then? Because you were already making music by then, I'd imagine. So you had yeah. people to kind of be on board to kind of help you uh, kind yeah. of, so to speak, jumpstart this career. Yeah. So um, my last year in college, um, me and my friends, we uh, we they they rapped. I sang and uh, we got picked up by an independent uh, label. And so we all pretty much built this label from the ground up. And as soon as I graduated college, I was like, I'm going full time with this music shit. And then it was that year I had a hit record on the radio. We did a little tour, man. We went to Atlanta, went to Vegas, Boston. Yeah, man. And uh, Santa Fe, we went to Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, Seattle. It was dope, man. So, so, so wh where does the money come from to, to do uh you know, to go on a tour like this, that's, that's a lot of places. Yeah. So, um, the streams, definitely the streams, uh, at the time. And then at the time, my, my manager was an entrepreneur. So, uh, just like any other label, um, you know, you get fronted, you get fronted, uh, a budget and then okay. you work with it and, and then, uh, just go from there. Is that the same thing for like music videos too? Cause some of those music videos, man, they, they remind me of like hype Williams, you know, to kind of yeah, take it back man. to the nineties so, and stuff. That's why now it's kind of hard, especially now me being, being independent. Like I got to front everything. I got to do everything myself. And so to cut costs a lot, you know, I mean, to survive as an artist, you got to be a jack of all trades. You got to be the artist. You got to be the recording engineer. The You got to learn how to make your own stuff. You got to learn how to like cut your own videos, unless you want to pay someone else to do it, you know, but it's kind of unsustainable if you, had to do it that way and especially being independent now like you gotta everything comes comes out of your pocket you know so you gotta learn how to sustain yourself that way yeah i mean you gotta learn the business side and, and yeah. the you know the and music also. artist side yeah um speaking about production you know we've talked about you know you singing and rapping you mentioned dr dre being a huge influence um yes. puff daddy was one of my uh early you inspirations yeah, for, just for yeah. taking music from the 80s. Now, see, exactly. so the, the exactly. difference between what you do, I feel, uh, and what he did, he just took kind of those same beats. Like, I, I would listen to a song growing up uh, that that's Puff Daddy and, and Bad Boys. Like, hey, this is this is a good song. And then I'll hear the original and be like, 
Man, exactly you can really do same. anything different. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's the same. And so, like, so you do what I've always wanted to do, but I don't, I don't know, I don't have any production skills at all. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have a ear for music, and I've yes. always wanted to have the spirit of a song in there, but repurpose yeah. it, remix it, the way you do. So when I heard this, I was like, man, like, the, like that, that passion I had went into you. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you know, not, not to like. <laughs> Not going anything else, just like, but but you're basically doing what I wanted to do growing up. Yeah. I just didn't have the means, uh, nor the drive that you do. You know, um, I, I was a teenage father, so like a lot of the things I wanted oh, to do, man, okay. it, it it went into raising kids. I got yes. I got five kids, so I've been doing that ever since junior year, dude. So I, I started oh, like super young. Dad for a while, man. <laughs> for a long ass time, man. Almost was like, my, as... my sister too. She has five kids, and she's yeah. your age. Yeah, she's your age. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my my oldest son, man, is 22. You know, so. My yeah, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, but man, yeah, so, yeah, you told me like, oh, you don't have any kids? I got kids, man. My I helped my sister raise some kids, so that's that's what's uh, up. Uncle Russ, man. Yeah, um, Uncle Russ, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like so, that. So yeah, we've been. I've been our family. You know, Asian family. We we help each other. You know, so we always got to make they, sure they say it takes a village, right? That's the expression. It takes a village. Yeah. A village. Absolutely. So, that's why I'm kind of glad now that. Me and my girl went to LA. Like, ah, oh, get to get away from the kids, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to you know just just have a little a little freedom and, and we'll definitely get get, get to uh, you you making that big move. Uh, I just wanted yeah. to learn a little bit more of production. Like also some of some of my inspira- inspirations that's still relevant now is like um, uh, like uh, Timbaland. You know, I always oh, say like it, it, you if are I, literally the nail on the head. Like, those are literally cloth. All, that sounds like <laughs> those are literally all my influences. Like Dr. Dre from the West Coast. Uh, Puff Daddy was a huge influence in my life, especially with all the remixes that he did. Timbaland with like Black Brown Records, you know what I'm saying? Like he did all the Genuines, Missy Elliott's, Aaliyah's. Like, Dude, when you when you when I heard differences come in my ears, I was like, no, this man did differences too. So like yeah, that's, that's the I, love I don't Timbaland. know. I don't know if my wife would agree, but differences. I I say it's our song. That that song was hot when we started seeing each other. You oh, know, so nice. she she might have a different answer. But like yeah. anytime I hear differences, I think about when we just started uh, started dating. Um, but but yeah, genuine is also somebody I love. Differences uh, is probably one of my top five uh, songs, nice. especially like yeah, you know, in those jeans. Um, oh, I but, love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, man forget this interview. Time. Let's just let's just go karaoke right now. Let's just go, man. Let's go. <laughs> We'll get some beers. We'll have a good time, man. Hey, so so how um how did you learn production and like um just kind of talk about that because I'm just so fascinated with producing music. Um, you know what I did was when I was in high school, um, at 14, my mom actually I I lived with my mom and then she moved to Texas. So then I was living with my older sister, and so she would pick me up on her break, and I had to go home, so I couldn't go. I couldn't, I didn't have anyone to hang out with or like anything. So I just started making beats. I, I got Fruity Loops. I started off on Fruity Loops and it was a free version. We cracked it. You know, this is when um, LimeWire came out. You know, maybe with LimeWire, so we cracked it. And, and then I just started making beats. I just started um, trying to remake what I heard or what I was, what I was listening to. So I listened to at the time, like a lot of West Coast stuff, like Snoop Dogg, Tupac. Um, a lot of Bay Area music, and they always had like piano chords and uh, like a funky bass line and like a, a a G whistle, like a lead. They call it a lead, and that was that was kind of like my style. 
And, um, I, you know, even till this day, I'm still learning production, man. Like, I'm, I don't sure. even know how to play piano. I, I, have a, I have a keyboard, and I use this uh, website called Chordify, and they, you plug in on YouTube any song, and it gives you the chords. And it's, it shows you what freaking keys to put in. And so I just put it all together, and that's it, man. Like, that's I'll, hey, I'll man, wow. Yeah, bro. I might have to get with you offline. Maybe you could help me. Yeah, bro, like, I know how to play piano. I know how to play the guitar, uh, but I'm not like hella good. Like I only know like basic chords, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it, it's it's enough that like um, you know, whichever production. Like again, I've listened to so many songs at this point. I don't I don't know which ones you produce per personally, but like I'm listening. Like when I listen to your music, uh, I'm listening to the lyrics. But but my 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 ears always tune into certain instruments and certain samples and things like that. I picked up on songs with guitars because I was wondering. And you say you you, you played, so mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's 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 really interesting. I I, I wish I had a list of like the songs that I just kind of wanted to pick your brains on. Uh, but there's something I'll just uh, I was just listening to. I was like, man, this this feels like something I would have written, you know? Oh so, no, um, man. Yeah, man. So, so, uh, it. I produced that 100. Um, Closer than friends. I remade yeah. um, by Surface. I did that 100. Um, Demon Hours was the nice and slow yeah, remix. Yeah. Right, I did right. that 100. Uh, so um, everything from 2020 and up, pretty much, I did. Yeah, I I'm forgetting the title of it, but there there's a another song you did. Is it two? Is it two of them or? Um, oh, Justin Silva's or? Took a more. It was a it was a like a rap like club song. Was well, it it's one? it's a there's one song. Uh, oh, backseat. I think it's backseat. Oh, backseat. That, that, oh, yeah, that, yeah. That's the one where you took uh, uh some of the lines from Nice and Slow also. Right? Yeah, I just want to do something freaky to you. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I was watching that video. I was like, man, where those girls come from? <laughs> oh no, oh no. See, that video was dope. I really yeah. love that video. That was like one of my favorite ones. And um, that's yeah, that song was dope, man. It hit it hit our radio station back home, and it was going off um, even out here in LA, man, on um, Power One Hundred Six and um, Ninety Two Real. So yeah, well, okay, so what was the first song that hit the radio, and what was that feeling like? Oh my God! The first song was "Right Now." We call it "Right Now," and uh, that was featuring I Am Sue. And right. uh, so that one, and during the time, it was that sound was very popular. It was, it's called R and bass, and so it's kind of like um, like a Chris Brown um, okay. mixed with DJ Mustard kind of sound. And so it just when when that song blew up, man, like that was the that was the one that kind of took it off for me. After I graduated high school, we made that song, and it went crazy. And that feeling was so, so crazy, man. Like, it, even in my hometown of San Jose, like, there were other artists who had been making music, like, way ahead of me. And they're just like, dude, like, where'd this guy come, come from? You know what I mean? And it just happened out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere. I mean, it's uh, again same thing. Shout out to Kelly. Like when she dropped that song, I was like, "Who is this guy?" And, and, and when when I saw that you had a channel and all these songs already, and, you know, I messaged you. I was just like, "Hey," yeah, and I was just joking too. I was just like, "Yeah, you should be like redoing all the classics." You're like, "Yo, I have." Like you should. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check these out. Yeah. So it's and just I'm one still of those. Classes, man, like I'm still working on. I still I still got a lot more work. I'm currently working on. I got uh, a Freak Me Silk remix coming, bro. That one's so That's dope. One my, like it's one of my songs. If you like Twisted, you're gonna like this one, bro. Yeah. And then I did a Before I Let You Go by Blackstreet. That one's oh, so good, bro. Man. I'm playing the, uh, the guitar on that one, and I can't yeah. wait for that one to come out. You you take suggestions? 
<laughs> yeah, what, what, what do you what, what do you want me to there, remix? There, there's there's a song from a local artist from Portland, and um, she had Ghetto Romeo on it. Her name is um, Sassy. Okay, Sassy. That's the song. Yeah, Sassy featuring Ghetto Romeo. The song is called "Kiss You." I'm gonna look that up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I uh, that's just is one of my favorite songs because some of the songs that we've been talking about, man. It's it's on. I was on this. Um, uh, I shared a link with you where I interviewed uh, I know Jay. That yeah. that podcast was called Music Ate My Brain, and uh, I was a uh, uh, a guest to my friend who hosted an episode where we did top five makeout songs. Oh, and, yeah. um, so I had Kiss You on there. I had Week by SWV. Oh, yeah. uh, I had um, did I have Freak You? I think I had Freak You. And gosh, I'm I'm trying to think some of those, but uh, differences was also on there. Oh, All and right. the other one was um, uh, Subway featuring 702. Uh, this little game we play. You yeah, know that one? I haven't heard that one, but I know 702 though, so yeah. I'm pretty Sub- sure that. Right, write that one down. Subway my featuring 702. Oh my god, my phone. <laughs> it's been texting to you. Yeah, text it to me, please. My, yeah. I'm like, damn, my, it's frozen, dude. Like, yeah. like, hey, if you if you ever have writer's block, man, just shoot me a text. Peter, you got any other songs you can suggest? For real, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for real. I, I got this. I'll, I'll send you the, the YouTube videos to those songs. Oh, man, that's, that sucks. No, you oh, know, man, that's, my next thing is I want to definitely redo, like, some interlude stuff. Oh, like, yeah. I haven't heard interlude as long. That was my shit, too. Yeah, some interlude, some Kai things. Like, I just feel like I, I got to pay homage to, like, Filipino artists who have and they're yeah. also from the Bay Area, man. They're from San yeah. like Interlude is from San Jose. That's where I'm from. Yeah. And so and I've met um, one of them. Uh Interlude, they also sang uh was it is it My Girl? Right? They got a song called My Girl, I I feel. In my world, something about her makes me say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like well, that. they got so many bangers, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's been a really long time, but um yeah. I'm trying to think what's the man the, the other thing too, like growing up, you you mentioned Limewire, you know. That's yeah. you know, what's talked about, like Limewire, Kazaa, uh Napster. Yes. Napster. You know, some people they, they'll they'll put songs up there, but the the title won't even be the right title, or the artist won't even be the right artist. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it kind of confuses you, man. Right. right. It, it, it would be like Kai, but like that ain't Kai, that's interlude. <laughs> yeah, you know? so yeah. Like people Have you ever heard um uh if I had a wish by colors? Have you heard that song? I bet you I have. So that's why you brought a good point up on LimeWire. They said it was by Interlude. But all these years, I was trying to find that song, If I Had a Wish by Interlude, and it wasn't even them. It was by a group called Colors. So, can you sing a little bit of the chorus? Was, um, if I had a wish that I could tell. It sounds familiar. It's, that sounds it's familiar. No, no, it's one of my favorite ones. But yeah, I'll, I'll text it to you once my phone okay. turns on. <laughs> we just keep texting each other songs. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man, there was okay. I, I wish I could think of it, but there was also one for the longest time. I thought it was one artist and uh, or, or boy band rather, and I was like, what? No, it wasn't them this whole time. Oh, I I know it was the song. It was that song. Uh, um, twinkle, 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 twinkle. Yeah, yeah. I love that song too. So I forgot who I thought it was this entire time, but it wasn't there. <laughs> okay, see, so it was interlude. So I think I thought it was somebody else, not interlude this whole time. No, but it's not. It's not interlude. So it's not interlude. It's not, bro. I don't know who it is. But it's not them, though. Man. Yeah, see, bro. Hey. 
Yeah, I, I bet you your circle, some, somebody will be able to put in the comments or something for for anybody that knows, man. That's that was the struggle back in the day, right? So, so yeah. now, now with the invent of like Spotify and us, yeah, I, I don't, SoundCloud. Do you think you run into the same problem with SoundCloud? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I personally, I have my stuff on SoundCloud just because when I first started going as an artist, that was like the go-to place to put your music but they don't right. pay, they don't really pay you enough so um i put it on there for free just so yeah. whoever's on there use, who uses that platform can still get my stuff because i don't want i don't want that to be like a limit limitation to right not right, right. My music. but i'm, it, I'm mostly it, it, i mean it, it's good to throw it on there too because if somebody discovers it like oh if this guy's got more stuff maybe yeah. maybe it's on youtube uh spotify yeah. uh, google play and stuff like that yeah. absolutely yeah, so I'm I'm really just trying to push those um, platforms, Spotify, Spotify especially, just because um, the interface is just really user friendly and it's the algorithm is hella good, um, and so yeah, SoundCloud is still cool, but I try to stay away from SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> to to backtrack to uh, production, like um, I feel somebody who doesn't get mentioned enough uh, in 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 the in, when it comes to producing, rather, like I, I feel like this artist you know gets talked about when it comes to raps and and you know um, when included in West Coast like raps and stuff like that. But Daz Dillinger is oh, also like know. a really dope producer, right? See, see, so Dude, like I literally get enough of. I love like Daz Dillinger is for sure one of my other top uh, West Coast artists, man. Like. I listened to his 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 first album. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but there's a song on there called uh, "In California." That song slaps. He did all of like um, what's that called? All of the, the Tupac songs too are really really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. isn't America's Most Wanted or uh, two of America's Most Wanted? Isn't that? Well, I, think, I don't know if he did that or if Dre did that, but it's it's either one of them. But Daz Dillinger, you, you you said it, man. He's dope. I, I think some uh, some people sleep on him. Like they, they probably just assume it's Dr. Dre, you know. Yeah. But like like back in the day when we used to buy CDs with those book covers, I I always look at the producers who who produce what. Yeah. You know? There's another guy. I think his name's Michael Turner. No, around um, that time. Around that time, but he produced a lot of West Coast music, but he just never spoke of. But he definitely did a lot of the classics, like. Um, only God Can Judge Me by Tupac. He did that. He did a lot of like E40s uh, and Two Shorts production. Um, yeah. But I, I forgot his fucking name. Only Only God Can Judge Me. Wasn't that Rapping Forte featuring? Featuring Rapping Forte? Oh, yeah, that's the one with Rapping Forte. I love, I love, I love using Rapping Forte too. Yeah, man, for sure. See, Rapping Forte's from the Bay, man. He's from, he's right, from right. Oh, no, no, he's from I, Dude, you know what? I mean, I'm. Uh, I, I I feel like I should have grew up in California. Yeah, you know, yeah, like a yeah. lot of my a lot of my influences were from there. I mean, I have family from there. I love going to Portland. We 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 get stuff a, a little bit later, but I think the music scene has has gotten a little bit more current. But I remember back in the day, dude, like we used to uh, get songs. we were like, oh, this is fire, and uh, I'll have like family from Cali. Like y'all just now getting this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no. Funny like, story. Funny yeah. fucking story. Me and my girl went to Portland. This is like twenty. Um, 15. We went to Portland for one of our our anniversaries, and uh, we went to a club. It was called, I think, Trinity at the time. And um, yeah, it was downtown. But uh, we go in there, and they're slapping DMX. Uh, Y'all gonna make me lose my mind, bro? They was going off, and then they had to run it back. I'm like, damn, this is an old song though. Like, you know, Stan, like, 
it's hella played out, but in Portland, you guys are going crazy. <laughs> yes. So I was like, damn, yeah, I guess they are a little late, but, you know, it's all good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious. Is like, well, that was the name of the club, or was that like the event being thrown out? Thrown the name at the club? of the club was called uh, Trinity, but I think I'm not sure if it's there anymore because this right, was like, right. 20, like 2014, 2015. Yeah, we we got one now that's um, that that's pretty popular, and they seem to go through management every few years because uh, I don't I don't go out very often, but when I do, it seems to like wait now now it's called something else now. You know, like. There's yeah, one, I think it's already changed like three times. I think like it was church and now it's like something else that doesn't even sound like a club. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> think, we went, I think that's where we went like to. Jackies. We went to it was called, it was like, it was a strip club too. Like, uh, it used to be club. a strip club or? Yeah, or is it, it was definitely downtown. Um, I don't know what yeah. called that, but it was cool. It was, it was pretty fun. Okay. It was all right. You know, kind of low key for Portland scene, you know? Yeah. I, I, well, I, 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 I didn't know that Portland was uh, like the number one strip club capital. Yes, we are. Yeah, well, I, was like, I, oh, thought, yeah. I thought it was Atlanta because we went to we went to one in Atlanta, and I thought that was like strip club capital. But I learned is, that is, Portland is, is, is Atlanta. You know, I mean, look, like there's there's no like this is explicit. Whatever is Atlanta? Do, are they completely completely nude? Because I know. No, so anyways, Atlanta is way more explicit than Portland. <laughs> I'm Interesting. Okay. Okay. It was, yeah, it's kind of like they're like, oh shit, what's going on? But Portland is. Just very classy, not very. It's just like a regular club. Yeah. Well, because because I've I've been to one in Jacksonville, Florida, and and I I feel like they didn't undress as much as what I'm used to in Portland because they're 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 you know completely nude in, in Portland. So oh, I, yeah. I, no, I, I it don't was like, It was completely nude, but ratchet in Atlanta, bro. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think the one I went to, they were actually filming a music video while we were there. So it's, oh, it, I guess, it's fun. like you, you could have paid just to be like, you know, an extra. I think it was, I think it was Slip and Slide uh, Records that that was down oh, there filming. Yeah, crazy. because because my, my my friend who took me there, he's like, oh yeah, it's usually not like this at all. Like I, I think they're filming, and I was like, yeah, clearly there's a, there's a cameraman and you know there's there's a the, you know the rappers on stage and stuff and you know with with all the girls. So it was a little bit more tamed according to him. Yeah. But, uh, either way, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, the decision to move to LA. I mean, yeah. clearly that, that that that's a big thing. Uh, and you said that you've been um, kind of like doing music full time. So, yeah. how did you reach the decision to make the move to LA? Um, yeah, you know, we've um, me and my, me and my, me and my girl Sarah, we've always been wanting to come out. She's here in one of your videos, place. right? She's in one of your videos, at least. Um, at least one of them. I'm I'm not sure which one. I think she's like sitting sitting on the couch. You know, I was doing my research. I, I feel like there's one that you're singing. I forgot where it was. I feel like it was her. One of them, though. Yeah, one of them. It was uh, I forgot which one it was. But um, yeah. So she's she's a content creator too. So both our industries are out here in L.A. And so, um, yeah, you know, like we just we were just tired of talking about it. You know, and we we've been coming out here a lot this this year, especially for events. And we're just, every time we're out here, we're, we just feel different. We feel inspired. And um, the last couple times we were out here, we were just like, hey, let's just go look around for places um, we we want to stay at. So we started looking around like Koreatown. Uh, we started looking up by like Reseda because I like Cobra Kai too. And so I was like, where's Cobra Kai at? You know. <laughs> so we started going to Reseda, um, Encino up there. Um, but I didn't really, it was a little too far from the action. So we're right now, we're in central LA. It's, it's perfect. We're like literally centrally located. We're like 
five miles from everything, from Beverly Hills, from Hollywood, from it's it's dope. But um, yeah, yeah man, we were just like we were just tired of talking about it, and we just felt like it was a perfect time um, to be here. So yeah, so so it's actually a move for the both of you guys. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Both. Oh, that's awesome. So, so yeah. So, so that's probably an easier sale too when it's a, the both of you looking to make that move. Yeah. Um, but you know, kind of what you're mentioning, just like anytime you visit LA, like I don't, I don't come often. Usually, when I go to Cali, it's for uh, like Disneyland, you know. Yeah. And and uh, I mentioned to you off mic like earlier in April, I got to go to LA. The uh, the the theater, what was it called? The, the one where they have the Academy Awards at. Like like I was there the oh, week oh, after oh. Will, Will slap Chris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. after the Oscars, yeah, it's it's not the Microsoft. No, I don't think that's the Microsoft. Whichever it was, that's where I was the week after the Academy Awards, and oh, okay. um, so I flew down there to work the red carpet to for for Cobra Kai night for the uh, oh. Paley Fest is what it's called. Yeah, and uh, shortly after that, again, L.A. kind of the line of opportunities. I mean, I'm sure a lot of places are, but uh, for for kind of. You know, if you want to pursue like a specific uh, thing in the industry, whether it be music or or movies, yeah. television, I think it's there. So yeah. after my red carpet event, uh, not too long after, I was invited to come on to a podcast hosted by Martin Cove, who plays the sensei from Cobra Kai. So him is the uh, twin kids. They they host a uh, uh, a podcast as well, and I got reached out to be a guest. I was like. Yes, I I would be honored, oh, you know, yeah. flattered. So yeah, I was the only fan that they, they reached out to of uh, a fan to be on the show, and and so they put me in touch with their um you know the, the, the this lady who kind of coordinates all of that stuff. And she's like, oh, can you come to Beverly Hills and uh, to be in the studio? I'm like, I live in Portland, Oregon. I'm so it's oh. like, no, it's probably, it was probably we could do it over Zoom, but but there there I am sitting like man. If yeah, I like, yeah, Cali, I out here. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, 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 I, I could have been, I could have been in studio with them, and I would have, you yeah. know, I would have just felt a little bit more validated for like all the hard work I've done. So, yeah, so I totally yeah. get it. Now, um, the transition from San Jose to LA has that been a challenge at all? Like, how's that been for you? Um, no, honestly, bro, I, I love it out here. Me and my girlfriend, we love it out here. We have friends who are, um, who are also already out here and they're from yep. the Bay Area, but they've been out here just a couple more years longer than us. Wait for so, you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, we have friends out here. We're not completely alone. And then I have some family who um, stay in like Long Beach and um, Irvine and Anaheim, kind of by like Disneyland area. Yeah. But I haven't met up with them yet because it's only been like three weeks. It's only been three weeks since we've been out here. And so, yeah, yeah. but so far, man, we've been loving it. We love it so far. It's awesome. Uh, yes. What's the weather like right now? Um, it's cold in the mornings, and then it gets kind of like warm, humid, cold. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but it's definitely um, when we first got here, it was warm, and majority of the time it's warm. It's not thirty-five and snowy like it is in Portland, right? Oh yeah, no, no, but cold. it does get kind of cold. It gets down to like low fifties. That's yeah, warm for me. That's 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 no that's that's a t-shirt <laughs> t-shirt weather for me. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. But you know, other than that, it's pretty warm. Like I don't like our our apartment gets kind of cold. So when I went outside, I was like, oh, it's, it's hot outside, it's, yeah. which is cool because we're nice and cool inside. But sure, yeah. must be nice. <laughs> so uh, I I noticed you put out some 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 new songs this year, like a few new songs. Um, for a, a recording artist who was working full time, well, how, how did 2020 affect you? Oh man, 2020 
Um, because, you know, you know, like you, you mentioned going on tours in the past yeah. and, and what so have all you. The, all the shows had to stop. Performances, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So that definitely cut, like, income there. Um, couldn't, couldn't do any pop-ups or, you know, impromptu um, performances. Everything was kind of uh, virtual. Uh, the good thing is streams went up, which is cool. Yeah, so um, that helped a lot. And yeah, man, and you know, I was I was with my family too, so like we all kind of helped each other out at the time, you know. And, um, that's how we were able to survive, you know. Um, and yeah, it was just it was tough, but I learned a lot. I did a lot of uh, like self, um, like soul searching or or not yeah, really yeah, you know? like and at that time, self like reflection, self reflection, yeah, a lot yeah. of self reflection. I I read a lot. I worked on my mindset a lot. Um, yeah, and then I just built better habits. And so when the world started opening up again, I was like a completely new guy, man. Like I was super good with like my, my finances. I was really on top of like how I handle, uh, my emotions and you know what I'm saying? And I'm still learning. And yeah. I just felt like it was just like going to school again. You know what I mean? Like, like right. teaching yourself a lot of, a lot of things. So. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A, it was hard, but it was also a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. It it sounds like yeah, you you definitely um you know made your time uh, uh useful and and yeah. wisely you know to kind of uh to kind of just better yourself uh, mindset you know and and all this stuff. It did did you um kind of work on any, any any new stuff in the meantime, or were you kind of like taking a break? Like, did you see that uh, see that as a means to kind of just take a break a little bit to kind of maybe uh, see if you need to kind of pivot your, your direction to music. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what happened was um, at the start of uh, before pre pre COVID, I was getting back into um, making music that wasn't for me. I was, I was like a yes man to like all of my friends and I started making music like back into like street music and, um, it just wasn't, it just wasn't me. And so when COVID hit, I actually lost all my friends. Like I cut everyone off because there was just a clash of uh, mentality and like, you know, and so all my friends, I let them go and I was like alone pretty much. And I was like, you know what? I want to get back to making R&B music. And I'm, it was like the best decision of my life. You know what I mean? And I matured and uh, my music has been getting so much better ever since then. And so definitely use that time wisely um, during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm glad that you were able to do that and kind of uh, also kind of be aware and recognize, you know, that you need to cut certain ties. Um, yeah. That That's a hard thing to do. You, you mentioned friends. I don't know how long they were friends for or, oh, or for years, man. So it was yeah. hard. It was definitely hard because it was like, I didn't want to do it, but it was the best thing for me, you know, like they were, um, you know, until this day, like I haven't talked to them and, you know, and they were, they were like my brothers, you know, but at the same time, you just kind of, you've got to know when uh, people are in your life for a season and sometimes they're not there for the next season. And, you know, it's all love now. You know I mean? It's no bad blood. Like it just uh, happened the way it had to happen, you know? And, yeah. It, yeah, I, I kind of know what you mean because there's also sometimes there's also uh, friends, but also some family yeah. who, like, at a point in their lives, they they have 
you know, I don't want to make this sound bad, but they kind of hit a plateau in their life, right? Like they haven't, there's, there's no more room for growth, right? And yeah, for you, yeah. for like something in your career, you're, you're looking to continue to grow like as a person, but also a recording artist, keeping exactly. certain people around is going to kind of stunt that growth. So you might want yeah. to cut some ties. So that way you can only go up and not be held back a little. Yeah. You know, and that was probably, that was probably one of the reasons too. And, and there are multiple reasons, but that was definitely uh, one of them was uh, yeah. a lot of them were like, how about me? What about me? And I'm like, dude, I put you on. Yeah. Like I can't or do put them me. On. And, yeah. I can't do yeah. me and try to grow and then also carry you. You know what I mean? Like you guys got to work too, but you know, right, 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 right. That's just what some people are. And, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, almost like a handout, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, like this. Yeah, you you worked hard for yourself. It's like, yeah, um, I I can I can understand that. Uh, so what what is um where where do you see yourself in like five years, in in ten years? In five years, in five years, um, I definitely want to start raising a family of my own. Um, I want to have, um. You know, like, I'm not really chasing to be on the radio anymore or, like, all over on, on TV or anything like that. If it comes, it comes. I definitely want to, you know, I wouldn't say no to it, but I just really want to be happy, man. I want to be happy raising a family, um, hitting all my goals that I have, like, getting our own house, you know, like, having all the things that I wanted that I couldn't have when I was younger, but getting them now, taking care of my of my family and my girl's family, uh, you know what I mean? Like doing that uh, in 10 years, I definitely want to have like my own record label of artists, you know, and start passing on what I did and my wisdom to other artists to help them grow. Uh, have my own recording studio for like students out here in LA and in the Bay Area, all, all over the West Coast, you know what I mean? Like especially helping like Asian artists who never had like, um, a platform, you know, like we never really had a platform to, or anyone to look up to. So I would definitely want to be a pioneer and be like someone, uh, a form of inspiration for um, artists, you know, like Asian artists, Filipino artists, or anyone of like, uh, that's a minority ethnicity, you know, as to um, inspire them and, and chase their dreams. So that's why I see. Yeah, you sound like you got a lot, a lot of great ideas. Have you even considered something like uh Kind of on on I don't want to call it like a bigger scale because what 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 you're envisioning sounds very big too, you know. We kind of been talking about like your journey in in musicality and like production and, and music and stuff like that. Do you think about like I don't know workshops or something virtual, even like for kids who who like want to learn this stuff, yeah. you know, for for like the Asian the Philam, you know, or or the yeah. AAPIs, you yeah. know, who 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 don't have the means for this stuff. I mean, I think that'd be great too. Yeah, you know, like, I definitely want, it's always been um, part of my plan to, like, give back, right? But I feel like I can't um, give back right now just because I'm still on my journey. And I want to be able to, like, show and tell, like, show, lead by example. Like, I can't show them, like, oh, um, you got to do it this way if I haven't completed my journey yet, you know? And once I, once I complete my journey or have something that is, like, um, that has some some form of credibility, you know, then I can uh, teach the game, you know what I mean? But, I mean, I definitely I am willing to um, 
you know, help anyone who's, who wants to be an artist right now. But I just feel like in the, on the bigger grand scale of things of like having a, a recording studio or like a, a record label like that, I, I want to be established first and then, and then help the, the next, the next man. That's amazing. Uh, in terms of collaborations, I've seen, you know, we, we mentioned the I Am Sue. I, I only just found today that you've also collaborated with Heartbreaker, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. so how did some of these collaborations uh, come about? Uh, do you reach out? Does the, you know, like 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 formerly your, your record label, how, how do the collaborations come about when making a new song? Um, yeah, you know, it all depends. Some Most of the time it's social media, you know, DMs. Um, and then just, or friends, of, like mutual friends, um, like Heartbreaker, shout out Heartbreaker, man, he's a, he's a cool guy. I met him through um, my homie Young Jay. He's also uh, a Vietnamese American artist. Dope, dope as hell. One of my, he's probably one of the best Vietnamese I've, I've heard that can rap from San Jose. Um, and I met Ty Viet G. He's also out there in Portland. Well, yeah, yeah, we had a song with him. He's a cool dude um we had a song with uh, with stupid young out here in, in la um yeah so it's just really just um yeah so through social media and then just parties you know and then we just chop exchange you know and just it's just showing love respect right, right. You know, and then you just build relationships um yeah it's probably more convenient to being out in LA since it's such so much bigger and a lot of people kind of like moving there for the same reason. It's probably easier to collaborate too. Um, what what are uh, some some dream collaborations, uh, new or old? Oh man, dream collaborate. That's a good question. Uh, a dream collaboration. Definitely, I want to make a song with like YG, um, just to tie in like that West Coast. Um, did Did you do something that was like? Um, the I feel I feel like it was a YG song, One Time Coming. Did you do something like One Time Coming? I feel there was something uh, that had that flavor. The, that yeah, it was called I had um uh, a guy named RJ on it. So RJ is part of that same label, um, with DJ Mustard and um, YG. And so we did the song, it was a remake of uh, Ain't No Fun. Remember Ain't No Fun? I, I, that that what I heard. I, I, yeah, I might be thinking of a different song, but there was one that I just because I, I was just um, it, it was definitely like it, it was just straight up West Coast. Uh, I yeah. I was thinking it was YG could have been older, but it it just had that the the, the sound of of YG song one time coming. You know, um, but it, it could be a different song though. Could, yeah, I'm not sure which one it was, but yeah, definitely YG. Um, Ty Dolla Sign. I want to make a song Ty Dolla Sign. Um, Collabs, I want or like beat production collabs. I want a Timberland beat, and I want a Dr. Jerry beat. I want um, who else is a dope artist? I want to produce for uh, like Ariana Grande, man. I love Ariana Grande, Dua Lipa. Um, you know, for for, for uh, kind of throwing music out there, is is that? Something that's kind of easy to do, like like I have the song that I wrote for you, but I've heard I heard uh, what was it? Um, the runners they they did that song hustling like that was supposed to be for Ti, but it ended up going to Rick Ross. You oh, know? Wow. I didn't know yeah. that. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I forgot where I read that, but I was like, well, that makes sense, you know, because of like uh, I forgot Ti's uh, label, but doesn't it have the word hustle in it or something? Or uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. 
but but that's why it had the hustle and hustle and they they're like oh yeah this is gonna be perfect for tip but then i think he turned it down and it, uh, then it, went, it went to rick ross nice. but um yeah is, is that something you you have any insight on like producers you know cutting up a track and say like hey this is for this artist yeah uh, whether they um, turn it down or not but you know i did that once i'm like i usually i'm usually really picky with um and and really uh like my beats are very personal personal to me and so i did uh pitch out a couple beats to uh, i'm not sure if you know they're a big bay area legend uh group they're called rbl posse they oh, say I'm, I'm familiar with the the, the, the did, title uh, yes hammer weed um don't give me no bammer we no smoke this it's a big like they're as big and legendary as like too short e40 graves yeah they're part of that same um movement like from the right. bay area so anyways um i always listened to them growing up um as a teenager and then i got blessed to be on a song with them i did a hook for them and then after that we shot a music video um and then I pitched, I actually remade one of my favorite songs from them. And then I pitched it to him and he loved it. And so he used it in one of his albums. So that was like one of my like dope aha full circle moments as a producer to have one of my favorite rappers growing up on one of my beats that uh, I flipped. It was a remix, actually. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. It was dope. Well, man, that, that would be a good way to kind of get your foot in the door into like, just kind of getting your name out there and producing too, just kind of like, you know, repurposing some of their songs, but like, Hey, yeah. you ever thought about doing a remix? You exactly. know, this? Oh, speaking of, I forgot who the producer was, but one of your songs reused, um, uh, Sully cell. It's going down tonight. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That, took, that took me back to when I was 13 years old. Dude. I was like, yeah, man. Which one was, was that? Um, but it's I crazy. Love, you know, I, so many songs that you have to think about it for a sec. Yeah. I, <laughs> I forgot how much one it was. I think that one is uh, "How Deep Is Your Love," but I read that's it. That's it. That's the one. I redid Keith Sweat's original "How Deep Is Your Love" because it's going down tonight by Sally Stell was a remix of Keith Sweat's. So I did my version, which featured like a mix of both of those songs. And uh, so you you produced that one. I produced that one. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, man. It's good. It's good. Yeah, like, hey, when when hey. I heard that's going down, I was like, oh shit, sell, sell. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah that's crazy. Yeah, we had the same taste of music, man. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I was just listening. I was just like, and I'm, you know, the, I, again, like my ears always go to like samples and stuff like that. I, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. I don't know why I'm wired that way. And I didn't even know that until I was, um, I think I was like 14 and I was in Stockton and my, uh, my stepsister, like I was playing some songs for her. Like I'm, uh, I, I grew up a big bone thugs and harmony fan. Me too. Right? Me too. Huge. Yeah. I've seen them in concert like five times. It sucks because with, with that group, it's always like a variation of the five, you know, like, yeah. like of the five times I've seen them, only one of them was all five of them. And then the other times were like three or four and it's not, yeah. not always the same, but anyway, uh, because of that style, I was also a fan of like Do or Die, Twista, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I Man, played a song for her. <laughs> Dude, I, I played uh, Bustin' Back, you know, which was uh, Twista and Speed Not Mobsters, which it was actually a, a Bone Dugs diss. And so, oh, like, I was, wow. I played that for her, and she was like, This is probably like their best song. And sorry, it's about Bone. I was like, No, 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 but listen to the production. I was like pointing things out. She's like, Oh, and that's when she made the comment about me pointing things out. Like, I did it without actually thinking I was doing it. Like, 
Oh, yeah. but, but this part of it is what makes the song good. And I think that's why I like Daz and and, and Dr. Dre, because there's yeah. things that you can kind of isolate. But like, oh, man, that that part right there of the song is like, it's beautiful. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah and just really like, um, you know, like with the Dr. Dre and the West Coast thing and, and Bone Thugs, like, I love that um, that Easy e diss on, uh, on Dre, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. uh, real motherfucking G's, you know? And so, um, and just like Ruthless Records and like, um like in death row you know what i mean like that whole like vibe is so dope and so i try to bring that that sound but with r&b like just a t- a, t- yeah. a hint a taste of that but with r&b um it's kind of like uh when jagged edge took the uh hail mary right like i, th- I think jagged edge kind of did something one? like that uh it, well, where uh how's hail mary go uh I forgot what song it was, but but I was like, oh, they got that part from Hail Mary. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, see, I'm sure I'm sure people are yelling at us right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I, I, should have, I love uh, this song. Oh, uh, see, Jagged Edge. This this is great interviewing right here. Jagged Edge. Uh, essential. Maybe that will help out. Was a Jagged Edge though. Promise. Let's get married. What you trying to do, baby? Oh, just to me, old song. I gotta be. That's I still. That's I think that's one oh, of my favorites. Yeah, Promise gotta be. Is one of my favorite songs. Promise. So absolutely. Crazy. Um, yeah, Jagged Edge and 112 were like up there for me. Uh, yes. Drew, Drew Hill, I, I think you even uh sang a part, um, Sleeping in My Bed. I feel I think they, I think you had a line in one, in one of their, but I took, yeah. I, I took a lot of melodies from a lot of 90s and 2000s, influences, <laughs> a lot of influences, you know, a like and, and, and you do it just enough where it's not like, oh, this is another, you know, like uh, you're just sampling, like you are you know, yeah. putting your own spin on it and you can hear the influences, which I don't think is a bad thing. Some people be like, well, it's not original. Well, I mean, yeah. well, not many songs are nowadays, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's all influences. All your favorite songs are taken, they're influenced from a, from somewhere else. Every freaking song. Like, it doesn't matter. But, you know, to, to each their own, you know what I mean? Like, and I've learned to not be like, you can't please everyone. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, so appreciate those who, appreciate you and so if they don't on to the next you know you know and and, and on that topic actually you're like kind of um you know your journey as an artist what if any you know types of uh, criticisms ha- have you faced like in, in your music in your sound in your style well oh, uh, what yeah. have, have you come across a lot, any of that stuff? yeah a lot, of, a lot of people nowadays are like oh he can't sing or like he uses too much auto-tune Whatever. I'm like, man, everyone uses auto tune, bro. Like, Drake uses auto tune. The T page is like, what, 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 what are we talking everyone about? Yeah. I don't like right. who cares, you know what I mean? Yeah. But Share did it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Zavin I use Roger. it. Zavin Roger, you know, Zavin started Roger, it. Zavin Roger, like, they're one of the pioneers, bro. Like, but whatever, though. Like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me because I'm like, I can still sing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, it's a tool to make music, you know what I mean? And everyone, it's just like, it's just the finisher of on vocals, you know what I mean? Like so that um yeah man being like the being, um, I guess like uh what, what I'm kinda of looking for like have you faced like so, some criticism like like Aquafina when you know when she was a recording artist, you know, people talked about her her black scent, you know, and you know and things like that. But like she grew up in Queens, you know, yes. like I don't I don't know if there was a lot of like other Asian Americans she was around to like sound like them. She sounded yeah. like herself growing up in Queens, you know, yeah. uh, kind of something like that. I don't know if like 
like I not not gonna lie, like I I had a phase where I used the N word when I was younger, and a lot of that came from the music that I listened to. Yeah, and I, I told you that I uh, that I used to write songs, and there was yeah. a song that a friend and I wrote where we had like the N word in there, yeah. and and like I rec- we we recorded it one day. My producer's black, he yeah. didn't care, but yeah. he had friends that were over that were black, and after we recorded, they're like, yo dope song but uh you guys you know like you, you guys should need that. to use the n-word we're like oh, yeah huh. and we just never thought of it you know like no one ever told us yeah. till that day we weren't offended they weren't offended and we understood and then we stopped uh, ever since you know what's crazy bro like i like coming from the bay area people say that word all the time even if they're not black i've said it you know like yeah. i don't i don't anymore but ever since i've made music i never wanted to say that uh, never wanted to use the N word in my in my raps or in my songs just because I knew like saying it on record on wax is like it's putting it's permanent you know what I'm saying but right, a lot right. of my, a lot of my boys who are rappers they're like oh this we're from the bay like this is how we talk I'm like no but when you sing it on wax or when you sing on record it's different you know what I mean like you don't want someone saying like chink or like monkey you know what I'm saying because it's derogatory yeah. towards 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 us Asians you know what I'm saying like and I don't want to ever make anyone feel uncomfortable with with that even if i am from the bay and, and you know that's how people talk i'm never gonna say that on record like and i you know I, I was guilty of it when i was younger of doing that but um ever since then like you'll listen to all my songs now like i never said i'll there's so much more things you can say than saying the n-word now you can say like right. you know, play homie or brother you know what I mean? like yeah, there's yeah. no need for it it's just it, times have changed and you know we were none the wiser growing up as kids right yeah. like it's it, it's all maturation when when you kind of understand like yeah that's why were we using it you know we just thought it was okay because like we were listening to music that 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 had those and uh, i think yeah. tupac had a uh a, a quote that i don't really remember exactly but he was trying to um you know kind of uh kind of I, I guess really explain the difference between like the N word with the ER and the N word with the A and and, yeah. and his usage of it. And to me as a kid, I was like, okay, well, as long as it's not the ER, because that's not what I mean at all. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel, you know, I like to feel that I don't have like a racist bone in my body. And so, yeah. but but after the recording incident, you know, I'll call it that. I was like, that's when like I was like, oh, there's people that could get offended by me saying that. And yeah. so as like almost a new father, you know, it's just like okay. You know, like I don't need yeah. to say it, but I was around yeah. guys that, that it was just natural to us at the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. Oh, thugs, come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> if you had yeah. a counter for any time, like Crazy Bone said, it was like, man, like I think you you run out of digits to use. <laughs> like, it, was, it was just crazy. You know, they're they're, they're pretty. Uh, they they use that a lot. Uh, Bone yeah, thugs. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up, man, like uh, we we kind of mentioned, um, you know, your your kind of like five year ten year plan. Is there an end game for you? Like we talked about your uh, your hospitality and tourism degree, and yeah. you want to make music uh, a full time. And then you talk about a family. Do you have like a certain end game, or is you're like, no, I'm just gonna make music till the day I die? Yeah, man. You know, like now that I'm getting older, you know, I'm. I don't think I'll ever stop making music. It's just gonna evolve. You know, just like I've seen in the past of like, because um, music never never ends. You know, and every age listens to music and I'm, it's just built in me, man. Like, and I've seen how I've matured and changed and my music has changed. So I have faith that as I get older, um, I'm going to develop a fan, like a cult following, 
that's going to love my music, that's going to resonate with my music for even when they get older, you know what I'm saying? So it's definitely not um, ever going to end for me. But I think as I get older, I'm definitely going to find new passions and new things that I'll add to my arsenal of skills and talents, you know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. like you, you know? And I feel like, but music itself will never leave me, especially because it's just been part of my life so long. But, you know, I definitely want to get into, like, um, owning businesses, you know? Like, I'm not too sure what yet. And, you know, I've, I've read a lot of books, like Rich Dad, and, um, you know, like, I try to, like, invest in things, but... It's just not one of my like main things to do, you know, but definitely as I get older and I'm on that frequency of looking or of finding it at the right time, I know it's going to come to me. I have full faith in that. Um, but other than that, man, I'm just trying to be happy, be peaceful and just have passion and love what I, what I do every day. Yeah, man. Well, whatever you do, I'm, I'm happy to follow it. I became an instant fan just listening you, to a man. few tracks, man. You too, and you, man. I'm happy for you too, man. Oh, hey, yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so 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 many more songs that uh, that I haven't um, gotten to. But uh, again, as we're wrapping up here, where where can uh, people find you on social media if you welcome the interaction? But also, since there's so many different platforms and you've done so much, what would you say would be the best way to follow you for your for your music where it all is because i feel certain platforms may not have it all for for their reasons whether it's copyright or, or whatever the the case is yeah i'm definitely if you are trying to find me um search russ on i'm on all music all music streaming platforms so spotify is definitely the main one that i'm pushing um apple music uh youtube um, as far as social media, definitely find me on TikTok. That's the one thing, the main thing I'm pushing right now is my TikTok. Um, Instagram as well. Um, I'm also on Facebook. You know, everyone got Facebook. <laughs> so I check, I check all of them, you know, so definitely um, you'll find me on all major social media, but definitely TikTok. TikTok is the number one. All right. And since, you know, like you're helping me kind of uh, launch my the transition to my YouTube channel. So I guess the best way to follow me is uh, at Podstalgic on Instagram and Twitter. But I'm not very active on those because it's it's more of a movie review. Uh, but I, I guess I'll just say just follow me at Rip Citizen on on Twitter. That's where I'm you know, kind of active unless you follow Cobra Kai. But I'm really active on my Cobra Kai accounts. Uh, nice. But but that's going to do it. Uh, Russ, stand by. Uh, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. And, um, you know, if you guys got questions, whatever, leave them in the comments. Don't forget to hit, this, uh, hit subscribe and thank you all for your support. Yay.